right, welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. Hello. I am Nick Jimenez. <laughs> here with hello, hello. Eric Calvino. What's happening, y'all? And Ivan Ocampo. Hey, guys. All right. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> On this episode of the podcast, a we are start. smoking a little something rocky. We're, gonna get, 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 we're getting off to a rocky start. A rocky oh, start. A rocky start. You like that? You like that? Uh, we're getting off to a rocky start, and we'll tell you exactly what kind of rocky start shortly. We're also going to be talking about uh, helmets. Actually, more than one kind of helmet we'll be talking about. Very true. That'll be uh, the first, first time we've ever covered multiple helmets Multiple in helmets in one, one episode. Uh, we're also going to be talking about people's trips, about summer camps, uh, and, and also an event, an event that is coming up later this week. So all of that and more on the other side of this word from episode sponsor Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. Okie dokie. Mm. You like okie dokie? Okie dokie. Okie finoki on them. On this episode, we are smoking the Rocky Patel Super Ligero. This cigar was shifted from a regular brand to a catalog only brand before IPCPR 2018. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's no longer, I mean, there, I'm sure there's some stores that still have it available, but for the most part, brick and mortar retailers uh, stopped carrying it once. Uh, once they shifted it to being a catalog or internet-only brand. Right. Uh, so this is, a, of course, Rocky Patel. It's Rocky Patel Super Ligero. It is uh, made in Honduras with a Honduran wrapper, binder from Nicaragua, filler from Nicaragua and Costa Rica. We are smoking this in the 7.5 by 38 Lancero, which retails for 8 bucks. People, how are you feeling about it? Well, I mean, one thing to kind of touch on before we keep going with it, you may be wondering why are you smoking a, a cigar that... It's no longer available in brick and mortar. Right. But this is a cigar from the vault. That's right, from the vault. You, you failed to mention that earlier. This thing has been in there since, uh, has been in our uh, my humidor since either late 2015 or early 2016. So three plus years it's been in there. Uh, and so I, I needed a good excuse to smoke them. <laughs> I've been dying to smoke it for a long time. It's been sitting because it was a little bit strong when it first came out. And it still has that strength. Yeah. Right? How do you feel uh, about it, Ivan? I think this Super Lajero is super bueno. Super, Ooh, super bueno. bueno. Yeah. I think the age has helped it. Yep. I don't yeah. find it as strong as maybe you do. I think it's it's chilled it out a lot. It still has a lot of flavors and a lot of complexity. It's, I think it's perfectly mature right now. No, it, it's, it is. It's perfect right now to smoke. Uh, yep. If you have some of these lying around from that time, yep. that sounds great back it's there, right? Good. I don't know if they can hear that, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, that's from the that's the vault. That's the yeah, vault. that was the vault, the vault opening back up. Uh, so anyway, yeah, if you have some of these lying around, uh, smoking beautifully, super right nice now. now. And I love this format too. I'm a big Lancero fan, so um, I know. But it's kind of like uh, it, it's I, it's even creamier mm-hmm. than uh, than original than uh, than I originally remember it. Yeah. Uh, but still has that strength, and like I haven't said it, it is still flavorful. So pretty good. I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. All right, and we're back. After some technical difficulties with uh, batteries, 
uh, we were just talking about Super Lee Hero, and uh, it's pretty good. So we're going to re- revisit this later on in the podcast. Boy, this is a rocky start. This is a rocky start. Ivan, tell me about golf camp again. So one time at golf camp. <laughs> so one time at golf camp. So yeah, um, I finally decided it's time to put my daughter, who's five years old, in golf camp. It's been a very stressful decision on my part. Um, stressful on your part or on your wife's part? No, on my part. Okay. It's it's my part because. I'm concerned about not wanting to turn her off to yeah. the sport that I love. So yeah. I, I want to, like, do it at the, you know, when I see the wide of the eyes and do it exactly at the right time. So it's just fun, and it's not something that's, like, burdensome, and she doesn't like at all. So I feel like now's a good time, especially since she's potty trained, she can wipe her own butt. Mm. That's a that's a that's big positive. Important. No, I'm not much of a golfer, but wiping a big part of the sport. <laughs> yeah, when you get left out of camp. On your own, you yeah. need the white bro, especially as a girl. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I put her at the uh, Crandon Golf Academy. Oh, look at you! In Key Biscayne, yeah. A friend of mine runs that. Um, if any parent has a kid down here in Miami, there's two uh, golf programs to be at: either the first tee at Mel Reese or the Crandon Golf Academy uh, at Key Biscayne. So uh, I took her out there this morning. It was 115 degrees. So, from a temperature perspective, it was probably the worst time that I could ever take her. Yep, yep. Indeed. Uh, yeah, in a mangrove over there in Key Biscayne. Skeeters. Yeah, steamy. No seams. Ooh. I know, I've I've played out there, as you know, and it's it can get trying. So, uh, we got her out there, and she had some fun. So, so far, thumbs up. So, yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but what, when you picked her up to take her back home, what uh, was her reaction? Yeah, she told me she didn't want to go back, but yeah. that, that was just it. <laughs> We're just going to sweep that under no, 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 the rug. Yeah, no, no, don't worry. She'll, she'll go back and she'll, she'll and love you, it. And you, uh, you did the rewarding her with like a, a McDonald's Sunday. McDonald's Sunday, yeah. And then, uh, it's a good move. Yeah. I got, I'm a big into blackmailing. So. Yeah. 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 So. So you and have, Sundays. You have some experience with, with camp. You're a camp veteran by now. Yeah, yeah. I've had my kids in camps you know, since uh, about that age. Camps of all kinds. And, and what's... Uh, What's interesting is that, you know, the, the stuff that they learn at this age, especially in a camp setting, I think it sticks really well. Case in point, we were at uh, Marco Island this past week, which is why I was out uh, for the entire week. And, uh, and they had those Hobie cats at our hotel. And, and so I wanted to go. I've never done that. I'd never gone sailing on a Hobie cat. Me neither. I'd love to do that. But I've had my kids in sailing camp. A couple years ago, we put them in sailing camp for two weeks each. And and my oldest son, who's 13, he said, Dad, you want to take out? He didn't say Dad. He says, Papa. Well, Papa, you want to take out the the sailboat, the cat? And I said, man, you think you, could, you think you could handle it like you could lead and be our captain? And he was like, yeah, of course. But, you know, you guys know my son. He, he always thinks that he can do more yeah. than what he can actually do. So I said, yeah, but you're sure that when we get out there, <laughs> we're way out there, uh, you're not going to run into a situation where you won't be able to get us back <laughs> and and I will have to learn on the fly how to get us back. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I got it. So then, sure enough, the guy gives you like a little crash course. Mm-hmm. And as he's talking to the guy, because I told the guy, look, he's the one that's going to, he's going to handle everything. 
And the guy said, you're not going to do it? I said, no, no, he's, I don't know anything about this. And as he and, uh, he and Matthew were talking, I could see that Matthew knew what the hell he was talking about with this guy. And so the guy looked at me like, yeah, you're good. And so we set off. And sure enough, well, some bitch, he knew how to do everything. Nice. Like He got us out there. We went up and down the coast. When we came back, we did all the tacking that you have to do to get back. It was smooth. So much so that for the next couple of days, we did it each day. That's cool. It was so much fun. So And he must have been like on top of the world. Oh, my with God. That, like, he was I'm, super proud. He really was the captain now. He was. I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But then towards the end, like on the, on the, by the second ride... I was able to help him with some of the stuff because it is quite a bit to handle, you know, the jib and then the mainsail and the, the rudder. So uh, so I, I helped him out, and then it was it actually ended up being a lot of fun. My other son, Anthony, he was on for the ride. He was like, yep, I got I'm, – I'm chilling out. He was – You guys want a beer? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think he likes it as much as, uh, as, as Matthew did. Yeah. So uh, – but anyway, we had a great time. It was it was a really good time, and then they also did like paddle boarding and stuff. But anyway, back to the camp situation. That stuff sticks. It, like there's, they do it so young that it gets it gets locked in there to the memory very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm sure that if I go back next year to Marco Island, I won't I won't know what the hell to do. Yeah, that's cool though. I imagine that like opens up all kinds of other like destinations where you might sail. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, especially since uh, my sister's husband Ramon, he loves sailing. Yeah. So now we have something that we can maybe all do as an activity. That's cool. So so I think that, that could be cool. It does open up a lot. The yeah. Calvino Cup. The Calvino oh, yes. Cup. Oh, that's good. You got to get yourself. Go to a trophy store ASAP. I'm on it. Yeah. Um, you know me. I don't. It didn't take much to get me to a trophy store. Yeah, I yeah. will go get a trophy for something. <laughs> I actually did recently buy a trophy, by the way. I don't know if you saw a picture that I put in my Instagram story. I did. I did. So Wait, what, did that happen already? No, it's on the 15th. So okay. I'll be in Mexico. Uh, oh, you're gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it, but I did get the trophy. Uh, so I, I bought the trophy for the. You're gonna Chugs. go eat pastelitos in your set. People oh. don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah, Can yeah. you tell so, them a little bit? So Why? Chugs, we we've had Mike Beltran, the chef, yep. uh, on on the podcast a couple Multiple. of times now, yeah. uh, and on the radio show a couple of times. Um, and he's got a Cuban diner in Coconut Grove called Chugs, and on the 15th, August 15th, they are doing a pastelito eating contest. So for our not. Miami uh, fan base here. Pastelitos are Cuban-style pastries. So it really is just a Spanish word for a small pastry, but it's what yeah. Cubans call pastries. Um, there will be two tiers of competition. Both of them are fastest to eat 10 uh, with the help of a beer. There's a junior league and a pro league, and I only recently learned that the junior league, you're eating, uh, I want to say it's banana and mango, so easier to get down your gullet, uh, whereas the pro league is... Uh, peanut butter and jelly pastelitos, and one of them is an extra spicy buffalo chicken pastelito. Hey, now. So fastest to eat all of those. Do you know, is it a surprise, like, what, where that guy is in? Like, are you are you going to be oh, eat, thinking that you're eating peanut butter and jelly and yeah. suddenly get hit with a that's super a good spicy? Question. That's a good question. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I, f- I figure the, the sizes and the shapes are probably going to give it away, but maybe not. You might, they, if they're, that would be a nice twist in the competition that you don't know where it is yeah. in the mix. Um, so yeah, I went and I bought the, the trophy mainly because, uh, I, I came up with a name for a trophy that I thought was pretty good. Uh, it's called the Kubayashi cup. I like it. 
And I was like, I will. For those of you, that is a reference to Kobayashi. To Kobayashi, <laughs> Japanese you... eating phenom. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, yeah. So if you're in Miami on the 15th, you, you still maybe have a little bit of time to sign up for this eating contest. Uh, I don't know that outside of the, I think this trophy might be the best price. So this is like Thursday night? I think so, yeah, yeah, okay. Thursday night. Uh, so Chug's Diner on Instagram, uh, you'll find pictures that tell you how to enter. Uh, speaking of contests, no real graceful segue here, but I have noted here that we we're going to talk about the fact that I watched UFC Fight Night. Uh, this was Valentina Shevchenko who defended her championship uh, against uh, Liz Carmouche. And then Mike Perry, this is just a little mini recommendation before our final recommendations. If you didn't catch that fight, look up pictures of Mike Perry's nose. Unless you're like easily grossed out by very broken noses. Uh, it was pretty gruesome. Uh, so his nose doesn't look like a nose anymore. You're probably going to have to have all kinds of like surgical stuff happen there. Wasn't a pop it back in place situation. Okay, so affecting the breathing type of broken? It has to. Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah, it, it's it's in a different part of his head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> part of his head. So, uh, so yeah, but that was, it was a good event. Uh, hosted at my house. Had a little... Oh. UFC little UFC dinner party made steaks. Uh, so there's a lot. So of... I just googled Mike Perry nose. Yeah. What are you seeing? Give me some images here. So yeah. Whoa. I, yeah. 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 It is. It, it really is. Pretty yeah. Much I, in a different I part say of his that. Head. Well, it looks like the surgery already went down. But uh, but yeah, definitely just Google Mike Perry nose, yeah. and the first image that comes up looks like a horror movie. Oh yeah. No, it looks fake. It looks like some guy that's going to come out in your dreams tonight. His yes. nose is making a U-turn. <laughs> that's exactly what it's doing. Yowzers. So, uh, <laughs> like, how do you even... And then... Kudos to the guy who did it. So he so he Pretty ends up like that, break. not in the last round, I don't think, and still loses only by a split decision. So he was still fighting after that. He was fighting like that. Craziness. Those guys are savages. Super, super savage. Let me get that lighter over there, please. Um, all right, so we are going to... Uh, Come back to other topics, but not before this word from episode sponsor, El Galán Cigars. El Galán Cigars, the company behind its core El Galán line, Doña Nieves, and extensions of both, brings you Vegas del Purial. Vegas del Purial is an homage to El Galán founder Felix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad, and Caridad Mesa, who grew up, uh, who, sorry, not who grew up, well, they probably grew up there too, grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas. It's also an homage to their farm. The cigar is made at El Galán's Esteli factory and features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a new hybrid tobacco called FFMC96 for the binder. It's, a, it's available in four Vitolas, a 5x50 Robusto, a 5.5x52 Belicoso, and a 7, sorry, a 7x38 Lancero, and a 6 and 3 quarters by 52 Super Toro. The cigars range in price from $8.90 to $10 each. Uh, so yeah, go get yourself one. You can find them on social media, El Galang Cigars, all over the place. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars.com. That's El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars. El Galang Cigars. All right. Speaking of cigars, we are smoking, again, Rocky Patel Super Ligero in Lancero. This is one that's been in the Cigar Snob vault for quite some time. It's got a nice nice golden color on that cello. For sure. Uh, what are you guys getting from it so far? How are you feeling? Man, I love the... Uh... It's got like a, a roasted roasted almond type of uh, like heavy roasted big, almond. Big time. Yeah. And then and then in the background you get like a super strong espresso, not Cuban coffee, more like Italian espresso punch. It's I 
I'm really, really enjoying this yeah. cigar. I also get kind of like um like the flavor of like a like a really not burnt, but like very toasty toast. Yeah. You know, like a very sure. bready kind of toast. Yeah, that's what I meant by very yeah. roasted almond. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, that yeah. like roasty, almost burnt flavor. Uh and then it's complemented by like maybe like a cherry, like a black type of cherry. Sure. Uh really nice smoke, man. I'm I'm just digging this thing. What might you guys drink with this? I would love to try this with something peaty. I know that that wouldn't be like a, um, it wouldn't be sort of the pairing that would complement. It's more of a pairing of similar flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it would be super interesting to to smoke this with a, with an art bag type of yeah. Lafroy type of scotch, because there are some notes in there that have like a oaky smokiness. Don Ivan, what are you drinking? What do you want? What drink? am I drinking with this? Yeah. yeah. You want to bust open th- a mezcal right now? You want to try something out? Oh, Ooh, Dino. mezcal, nice little Casamigos. Uh, Look at you nice, going for the expensive nice. stuff right away. <laughs> Jesus Let's Christ, see. this guy. We just got done with our tequila issue, and I did some tequila this weekend. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I was thinking more along the lines of like a wine. I find everything very balanced in the cigar, especially like the peppers. And I was thinking of like a nice like French, uh, I don't know, like a Bordeaux or something that's very balanced. Yeah, so. I, I could dig that. I could, dig, but I think I'd want maybe more intensity. Uh, you know, maybe like a an over the top, either you know, super Tuscan or or an over the top Napa Cab, something that that just hits you in the in the mouth. Maybe with some fruit, like heavy fruit, like a Napa Cab would. Yeah, I'm not a beer guy, but one of the things that occurred to me was I'm not a beer guy because I don't like the bubbles, as people may know if they've heard enough of this podcast. But I do think that this would play nicely with like a porter like a really heavy porter yeah again like similar flavors yeah and the and the smoke on this is almost that like mealy like it's it's a thick thick, yeah it's a thick mealy smoke so super into it we will again revisit this in yeah i wish i wish i had more of these honestly like these were the last three i had right so so, uh speaking of meals i had a meal in new york you did you did that's right that's right tell Uh, us about uh you went up there to do an interview with mike right correct yeah so keep an eye out for the next issue of cigar snob magazine where we will have uh uh, i don't know if we haven't quite decided yet whether we want to run it as q a or as uh more of a prose sort of profile but uh, either way um we will be using an interview that i went up and did with mike herklotz at nat sherman in new york who is celebrating his 20th year in the cigar business so shout out to mike congratulations on that uh and so yeah i won't you know say too much about what we did although i mean or what he said what we did was hang out at the townhouse in in manhattan uh which is always a good time big fan of that place and um <laughs> i'm a big fan of Rewai. I and speaking of rewrite uh <laughs> we uh a little recommendation for people here this is my second recommendation so uh, Benjamin Steakhouse. Mike told me that this place is like a few blocks from the townhouse. He was telling me that he had only recently discovered this place even existed. So I was going to say, because hang on a second, I've been I've hung yeah. out with Mike at the townhouse a hundred times, and he's never taken me to Benjamin Steakhouse. So this must have been a new yeah. discovery, or he really doesn't like me as much as he says he right. does. Right. So um. So yeah. Apparently, this place was opened by um uh, uh Peter. Oh whoa! Hey now, <clears throat> by uh. Peter Luger alums, so I don't know which alums these were, but people with experience at Peter Luger opened this place up, uh, and he was talking up the prefix uh, menu, which was pretty awesome. So uh, I think it's like 39 bucks, 
get a really good sized uh, steak, vegetables, a soup, and a dessert, which at a New York steakhouse by Peter Luger people, yeah, that is tremendous. Yeah, uh, right in Midtown. Right in Midtown. And it was restaurant week, so we had the option, which I think we all did because it was a lot of food, uh, of not doing the dessert. So it was like 25 bucks for like a super solid uh, steak. I, I want to say it was a bone-in sirloin. Uh, I will be there, I think, in in about a month, so yeah. I, may, I may have a chance to stop in. If you want, like, yeah, like a steakhouse that's not going to break the bank, and, and I had the lobster bisque and the steak. No, I want to break the bank. Break it. Uh, yeah, lobster bisque steak at a really good New York City steakhouse for 25 bucks. That's insane. Uh, so, yeah, yeah highly recommend Decent that. Miami steakhouse, that doesn't fly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, highly recommend that. Benjamin Steakhouse, it's called. So, check that out. And so it was right on 42nd, I guess, where, where uh, the townhouse is? I will have to give me nah, one don't second. Worry about that. We'll, uh, the Benjamin. We'll weigh it when we get there. Yeah, ben, yeah, weighs Benjamin Steakhouse. But if you're at Nat Sherman, you can walk there very easily. Um, all right. So uh, I, I don't know how to segue here. But uh, it is 41st Street. 41st Street. Uh, Inside the Dillon Hotel. Right, right, right. So so there's that. So there, there you go. Now <laughs> you have it. That. Uh, Antonio Brown. I'm told uh, that he. I would, I would have loved to have heard your segue from. <laughs> steak to Antonio steak Brown. to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is a beefy man. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of beefy. <laughs> Ivan, you're an Antonio Brown Raiders guy. Tell us what's going on with Antonio Brown. So he's been in the news a lot lately for various things. I've heard. While I was on the beach, I heard about him. Did you hear about his feet? Did you see his feet? No, that I did not. So Apologies. Apparently, he uh, got some... He went into like some cryo... Cryogenic... Uh, cryogenic... Therapy. Uh, therapy capsule or something. Yep. Uh, and he developed some f- type of frostbite on his feet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry that I'm laughing. That's, so he... Uh, I know that he is your big... So for those of you that okay, don't he's know, my, he's my Ivan... New, he's I, my new man crush. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, Ivan is uh, a Raider fan. New, newly acquired player. Newly minted Raider. Yeah, so he's my new man crush. And he's got frostbite he's on got, his I thought it was more fungus than frostbite. I don't but, think you can get fungus in a cryogenic thing because it's so I freaking know, cold. I know, but they're blaming it on the cryogenics. But who knows? But anyways, his feet are all jacked up. Okay, so kind of important for a wide receiver. Kind of important. Your hands and your feet. That's what you need. That's what I hear. So, anyways, the guy's had some feet problems, and now and come, now the other thing that he needs is his coconut. Comes news that he refuses to wear the new safety-approved helmet by the NFL, and he wants to keep his like ten-year-old helmet that he's always used. And oh, he's always used the same one. I think so. Or is it like the same style? It's got to be the same style. You... Yeah, yeah. I think that what he, what he means yeah. is the same model. Right, right, right. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Which is no longer approved by the NFL. Correct. For safety reasons. For safety reasons. So. He wants the unsafe. The question is, should he be allowed, you know, to, to still use his helmet? I, mean, I think common sense says, all right, if he signs a waiver and says, okay, if you get injured, this is on you, right? But I'm not sure. The debate is, I'm not sure if the NFL is willing to. You know, well, I doubt that because that. that opens up anything. That opens up you yeah. know, for all kinds of, of course changes in uniform, and they don't even like it when you uh, have your socks at a different length than you're supposed to. I mean, the NFL is yeah. they're sticklers about this, partly because they have these deals, right, uh, with these with these particular companies that provide this equipment. So, but in Antonio Brown's case, he is one of the best receivers in the league. So 
you know, if we were comparing it to basketball, if LeBron James comes on and says, hey, listen, I want to continue wearing this that's not approved anymore, he's going to wield a little bit more power. Well, than, uh, it's a whatever. sport with five players on each side, so it's very different than, than football. No, Even though Antonio Brown is the... Is, and it's a huge league with a lot of money. Huge yeah, contract, now, now how do, but forget about all that. How do you feel about it? Like, how do you, what do you feel the NFL should do in this case? Because you're a Raider fan, so you're going to look at it from a, so, a very biased standpoint. Okay, so uh, some backstory here. The the Raiders are on an, um, HBO Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yep. So this might be some, you know, cable TV drama. Publicity stunt. Yeah, and who knows? The, this is part of his MO, apparently going back to Pittsburgh and a lot of stuff that he's done. So I don't know if he's just playing the, you know. Okay, but I doubt plus, that. I doubt that this is a publicity stunt for Hard Knocks because – Remember, he uh, he cre- he caused all kinds of problems in Pittsburgh as well, and there was no hard knocks involved. Correct, but he's threatening to retire if if he if they don't allow him to do it. Now, is he going to leave like whatever he negotiated to move, move from Pittsburgh to Oakland and leave all that money on the table just right. because he left, of he left money on the table in Pittsburgh? Yeah, but now we're talking about like yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, but I, I don't think that he's cared a whole lot about that all this time. I don't think it's a publicity stunt, but I still want to know. But what I, do you? What, what would you like to ha- see happen? I would think, you like to see like it, the NFL I, say, "Hey, dude, put the helmet on"? You know how, huh? I think it'll get worked out. Uh, I don't know how it's going to get worked out, but I think it gets but worked out once we're in. I wanted to see it to get solved, you know, as quickly as possible, <laughs> so he gets back on the field. I don't know if I don't know if it's common sense that you let him use the old helmet though, because it's a safety issue, right? Of like course, yeah. Like if 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 the, your position, especially, and what signal does that send to the rest of the league? Like, oh, we were saying that this is the safer thing. And then if you're a big enough deal, we're going to let you do the unsafe thing. And he can sign whatever waiver he wants. The NFL is still going to have to answer for it if he hurts himself in that they're, old Yeah, they're not going to let him do that. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's not. I, I would compare it almost more to, like, boxers. And if they wanted to mess with, like, their, you know, their hand wrap or, or gloves or whatever stuff they have around their torsos. Like, if you're the boxing commission, you're not letting him mess with that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't see that going his way. Uh, whatever that ends up meaning. It'll be interesting Interesting to see if he actually pulls the trigger on retiring, like if he actually makes good on that threat. That's a big threat to make. Well, especially since he's kind of in the prime of his career. Right. Yeah, and he's got all these, like, you know, he wants to set all these records, and yeah. he's got higher aspirations. So I, I don't I don't see him, yeah, following so through that threat. So you think the NFL wins. calls his bet, uh, calls his bluff? Calls yeah. his bluff, and he's got to fold. That's got to be the way that goes. Hopefully. I agree. I mean, I don't. I'm just trying to get a, trying to get you to say something. Hot like, takes. Yeah. So uh, you know who's not yet in the prime of his career? You. Who this? Nick Jimenez on his, <laughs> his boosted boarding career. Uh, I am still, I am still working on working my way up to top speeds on the boosted board that you may have heard of. I know, uh, but I saw you come in with a little more swagger today. A little more swag. A little you, more swag. Swag. Gonna um, yeah. So a uh, quick update for people if you haven't been listening. Uh, I recently made the awesome, terrible decision of buying a boosted board Stealth. It is a long board that has motors on the back wheels, goes up to 24 miles an hour. I think I've taken it up to around 14, uh, and I am alive. I also bought an absurd helmet. Uh, it is. A- I know you are scrape-free. I am scrape-free. You've so fallen far. twice, though. I've fallen twice. Yeah, I had some bruising on my palm from breaking my fall once, but all of my falls have been at very low speeds or a standstill. Uh, so that's been the more difficult thing. Your so falls far. have been more of the goofy kind of like the, Super the skateboard flying out from under your feet. Yeah, exactly. Not you going 
20 miles an hour into right. a tree. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And the nice thing about the skateboard flying out from under your feet with this contraption is that you can just remote control it right back to yourself. Uh, yeah, it flies down the street, and you go, here, you come here on back we now. Go. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I have not had to run after the falls, for whatever that's worth. Uh, but yeah, we will keep you updated on my boosted boarding adventures, uh, or other people will where, keep where you updated. Where can people follow along your boosted? Oh, uh, I am on Instagram you, at... you want to hit at, ignore on that? Yeah. I am at, I am, I'm on Instagram at Nicolas A. Jimenez, so first name, Nicholas with no H. I got one with the A in Spanish. Yeah. Ah. Nicolas. So people are trying ah. to spell Nicholas. Nicholas, ah. n- Nicholas, with <laughs> no a, Nicholas with no H, my middle initial A, last name Jimenez, uh, on Instagram. And uh, there is a, a highlight in my stories, you know, so you can get to a highlight of all boosted related things uh, to, to get up to speed on my progress there. The weather's been pretty nasty in Miami lately, so I haven't been... And unpredictable. Like, this morning yeah. it was beautiful, but then it rained a little not, while ago. I'm not brave enough to do this thing on even, like, wet roads yet after rain. So I'm, I'm taking it easy, you know, but I've, I've probably ridden a total of 15 miles or so. I appreciate your level of caution. Oh, yes. You know what's awesome? There's a, there's a Twizzlers campaign out now. I know, I sent it to you guys. You saw it? There's just no easy answers to these kinds of things. Maybe it would be weird at first, but then people would get used to the idea. The question is, am I too old to start skateboarding? Chew on it. I mean, maybe not. So one place that I will not be wearing this helmet or writing this board too, is uh, an event that uh, Cigar Snob is, uh, I believe, we're the, what, the, we're the media partner, media sponsor yeah, yep, in this yep. situation, uh, at The Wharf. So people who've been listening to this podcast have heard a good amount about The Wharf by now. Uh, Eric, tell the people what they're, what they're in for. So we're doing, a, uh, we're doing an event called the Full Moon Ride. Uh, we partnered with The Wharf, with Camacho Cigars, and with Harley Davidson of... Uh, uh, Peterson Harley Davidson down south, and uh, and so we're gonna have live entertainment. There's gonna be, they tell me that we're gonna have like a fortune teller, which I think is kind of funny but interesting. Uh, there will be Harley Davidsons on display, so you can check those out. Uh, there will be a ton of uh, riders. Women. Oh, oh, women! Hey now, uh, there'll be a ton of riders that'll show up to the event on their bikes, so that should be cool. And then there's a specialty rum bar with like over a hundred rums. So it should be a good time. There's going to be domino tables, specials on Camacho, and uh, we're going to be out there uh, taking pictures for uh, – they'll show up in next issue. So I think – yeah, I think that'll, they'll, they'll show up in the September issue. So uh, come on out. Hang out with us. It's uh, – all right, it's uh, Thursday from 6 to 1 a.m. Cool. So uh, I will probably get there uh, around 7.30 or so. and uh, I'll be there at 6. Ooh, look at Ooh. you. Take full advantage. Well, Early you do special. need to take full advantage, and I do need you to take magazines. I'll have them there, guys. Yes. There so, you go. Uh, so yeah, and w- maybe we'll bring out some T-shirts. Maybe we'll do some uh, we'll raffle Ooh, off some T-shirts or something. Special, Sounds good. Special, special stuff. And people dig the shirts, so yeah, the shirts are do. cool. So, all right. So yeah, now you know. Be at the wharf at that day at that time. Yeah, Thursday, six p.m. Thursday, to 1 6 p.m. to one a.m. for shirts and magazines and, and fortune telling. They and can tell you your fortune. Uh, they can tell you what cigar you're going to smoke next. Ooh, that's it. I like that. That's uh, what I'm going to ask. Good stuff. All right, so uh, we will come back with our parting recommendations after this word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. 
Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense, plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. As always, we are wrapping up this episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast with our parting recommendations. Ivan, what you got? I knew you were going to come to me first. Well, you're first in there. Should, should we should we come back to you? No, a little no, later. You know what? But I'm I'm going to do a little change up here. Oh, by bringing up the fortune teller at the wharf. That jarred something in it your. Jarred something. There's a hamster in there that was sleeping, and it he, he just woke him up. Something. <laughs> I went to my first botanica. Oh, last week. Wow. Tell the people what a Waldanica is. Waldanica is a hmm. <laughs> it's a uh retail shop that sells um Santeria, Santeria. and black magic items. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wish people could have seen the, the head shake the that he gave with yeah. black magic items. So so I stick out like a sore thrum in a Waldanica. <laughs> a sore thrum. <laughs> Went into this botanica, which I've never been into. Okay. So they have all Wait, you've never been into of... this one? Or you've no, never been I've into never been one? To one it's period. not a regular botanica. Yeah. To one period, right? Okay, okay. You went in looking for chickens? What? <laughs> Photoshoot props. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was walking over to my <laughs> vet. Well, you made me stop because I was like, what? <laughs> I, was wa- <laughs> I was walking over to my vet and my dog's vet and... Uh, walking by it there was a botanic i said hey let me stop in here i've never been in one so i walked in there for those of you who've never been which 99 percent of you probably haven't been into one of these things they sell all sorts of like uh saints uh in statue forms and robes and chains and all sorts of things and they also sell which i didn't know an amazing amount of like different herbs and mm-hmm. uh, things to make teas out of. Yeah. Did sure. you know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I had no <laughs> idea. Well, all so, these things are necessary for potions and and those kinds of things. I imagine. Yeah. yeah you man. need all the yebas. You, there's tons on, of yebas. So many, things. so many different. Like Celia Cruz is a yebero moderno. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah, they have like more yebas than like a whole food. So if anybody needed to get any sort of tea to treat an ailment uh, uh-huh. in your alternative medicine type, uh, I guess, uh, realm, I would go there to your local Waldaniga to get uh, some some grass to make a tea or Good stuff. or whatever. You don't remember the traigo yeba santa palagarganta traigo que simon. You don't remember this? Celia Cruz? <laughs> well played. Good job. I'm a fan of that. Uh, all right. So uh, I'll make my recommendation quick since I already did a little bit of UFC talk. But You've this, done already two recommendations, sir. I know. I know. But uh, UFC 241 this Saturday. Uh, I think event. you've gotten lazy on these because now I anytime know. there's a UFC coming up, bam, I have my recommendation. Uh, I know. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Cormier is defending his heavyweight title against Stipe Miocic. Uh, however, my favorite thing, Yoel Romero is on this card. Ah, best Cuban accent in all of sports, bar give, none. Give us some Yoel yeah, Romero. Yeah, give it to please. us right now. 
What happened to you, USA? No, forget Jesus, people. Listen, people, listen, listen, listen. What happened to you, USA? What happened to you? What's going on, you? Forget from the, the best of the best of the world. The name is Jesus Christ. What happened to you? Wake up, USA. Go, go back for you, go. Go for Jesus. No forget Jesus, people. Terrence Riley right now oh, just drove off the road to stop and, and lose you it. Say you come in Cuba, but you never come. <laughs> no forget Jesus, people. Don't what is, what does Jesus that mean? People. Don't forget that? Jesus, people. Oh, don't He's talking to the American Got people, it. and he's saying, you have forgotten Jesus, and he is telling them, don't forget Jesus, people. Yeah. Got it. Super I awesome. can't believe we had to translate that oh, for him. Man. No forget Jesus, people. Uh, so anyway, yeah, UFC 241, Saturday, do that. Uh, Eric, what you got? Mine is very simple and not as funny as that. I I, uh, my, I was stuck with uh, hungry kids over the weekend. My wife had to go do something, so I was just me and my boys at home. We had nothing to eat because we had just gotten back from a vacation. The house was bare. The cupboard was bare. And uh, I went to Wawa. I remembered that Wawa had subs. And I used to eat those subs when I was in Philly. And, uh, oh, man, I forgot how good they were. Really? Wawa subs. Really? Awesome. And their what whole system of good? The, the amount of toppings and how you can you can customize the bejesus out of them. I can do that, Ed. No, much better than you can customize them anywhere. Really? Yeah, and they have all kinds of, like, spicy pickled onions. And they have a, such a variety of different things you can Got slap in there. Uh, Breads? And the bread is awesome, too. Bread's good. But uh, the customization of it is what's really good. And the ordering system. You don't have to tell the guy, you know, this is how I want it. You do it all through the screen. And, and you don't have to worry about uh, the guy throwing extra stuff in there when you don't want it. It's really, really well done. So check, And they have an app. You can order them through the app. Just pick them right up. You show up, pick them up, and leave. What a time to be alive. <laughs> wow, wow. Sorry that that's my recommendation. No, no. I still but they are good. so good. But I, I, I've heard the hype, and when Wawa was coming here, everybody was freaking out who'd ever been to one yeah. uh, elsewhere, and I, I didn't I, I didn't know what to make of all that hype. I'm but. surprised they didn't get your order wrong. Oh, spot on every time. Really? I, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. amazing in and of itself because they really jack up your orders. I know. Because <laughs> I like to customize them. You are a customizer. I customize them, and then that, that sometimes backfires. Sure. The but human here, the customization is encouraged, and I think uh, that's why I love uh, it so much. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. No, it, has, it, on. it has all kinds of customization, like mayo. Like how much mayo do you want? Do you want a little bit of mayo what? or do you want a lot of mayo? Uh, they have horseradish. But who's making this, a robot? No, no, there are human beings back there. Human beings. Between us. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so sorry. The references are flying today, <laughs> yeah. and no one's getting them except us. Except us, and that's really all you need. And that's Between fine, us. you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. You have been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find us on all the podcast things. That's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. Also, so we're all over the place. Or go to cigarsnobmag.com/podcast. Uh, and you can find all the things there. Follow us on social media at Cigar Snob Mag. Also, all the things Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, 
check out our YouTube channel. Uh, go to go to the website and look at other things on the website. Uh, the travel story from DC is online. So hey, uh, go on there and tell us where your favorite yebero is. Um, you can write us feedback at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com or just get on the Twitter machine and, and tweet at us. Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. That's it. So, See you at the wharf. It. See you at the wharf. See you at the wharf, man. Uh, Thursday, 6 to 1 a.m. Ivan will have magazines. Yes. 